And we are live. Welcome, everybody. Happy Thursday. Actually, when? Excited. So, Kamara here. Welcome to the episode number two of the Chris and Josh Show Real Talk, Real Estate Talk podcast. Uh, actually, we're live here we're doing kind of an uh, improv. We're live here in Dallas, Texas at the Amazing Bill 22 conference. If you're not here, you should be. But uh, take a quick second here and throw in. And actually, Josh is not going to make it today because we're not kind of the same place so we're going to run with the show today again episode number two we here we have a special guest today all the way from uh kona hawaii uh dylan anaka an amazing amazing rock star actually individual person in general human being i love this guy i call him the brother from another mother um just as soon as i've met dylan i've actually instantly have just gained a ton of uh, respect for this man not only because he's just a bright individual, but super talented. Like I call him the undercover talented person that comes out of the closet. Like, you know, he's a sleeper cell. He comes out and just shines and just totally just expands like, wow. Anyways, enough about me. Uh, welcome to the show, Dylan. Welcome to episode number two of the Chris and Joss podcast. We're excited to have you. Yeah, it's a, thanks, man. It's an honor to be on the, the, the second episode. So when this thing blows up, I'm going to be like, yeah, I was one of the first guests on that thing. I know, right? You're like, remember way back when, when episode number two, that was me, folks. That's <laughs> Yeah, for those who don't know, kind of give you a real glimpse and cliff notes of what this is. At. Our podcast was designed to help create value and add value to anyone and everyone in this industry, whether it's real estate related, mortgage, escrow title, or just general entrepreneurial type mindset people, right? We want to add value and we have an amazing, amazing group of talented people in our organization across the country um, with our team freedom. And we now want to expand and show people the talent we have and help them kind of incite and help others build as well. So actually, Dylan is kind of the second person we've interviewed last week. We had on episode one, Sharon Duncan, who was also part of Team Freedom, and now also Dylan Anaka, just showing the amazing talent we have here. So real quick, um, again, enough about me, uh, Dylan. Let's jump in real quick with you. Kind of if you can give us a glimpse, maybe some highlights, uh, maybe a little tall tale journey of your story of where you started, how you got to where you're at, and kind of everything in between. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll do the real quick the real quick version. You know, I was born and raised on the Big Island in Kona, so I still live there today. Um, you know, had kind of your normal upbringing, um, very lower middle class. Uh, parents were divorced, you know, when I was young and kind of went back and forth and I uh, didn't really know what I wanted to do in life. I loved working on a ranch and, and kind of thought I'd be like a farmer or rancher at some point and realize that that doesn't make any money. And so when I was kind of at that point in high school, I had to figure out what to do. I wasn't sure. So what is the next best thing to do? Uh, join the Marine Corps, I guess I thought was a good idea. So didn't ever have a plan to do that, but it was kind of like the option that, that you know didn't include working on the big island and just getting stuck there. And I definitely wasn't ready for college at the time. And it ended up being like, like most things in life, not super planned, but was one of the most important and impactful, you know, decisions that I made at that point where, you know, in, in, in four short years, I, you know, I went from being a kid to learn, you know, to being a combat leader basically. And, um, you know, so I won't go into kind of like the details of, of that, that serve that, that service, but it, it was a time that I really grew and, and just learned a lot about life and perspective and, you know, ended, ended that, that, that time period of my life in, in Iraq and came home and then had to transition. And at that point I was ready for college. So I went to college uh started college at uh hilo that's where i got my real estate license my mom had been a, got, got into real estate kind of when i was graduating high school so she had been in for a few years at that point and uh, wanted me to get my license to help her kind of part-time while i was in college so i did that decided after college it wasn't really what i wanted to do in life so i kind of chased um you know something that i was passionate about and that was like politics and government and 
wanted to have an impact on, on my community and did that for like 10 years, did all kinds of stuff. I mean, worked for the governor, worked for the city council, I managed congressional campaigns. Um, and then came to another kind of decision point in life where I had kids now and was married, I was traveling a lot, I was working a lot um, and didn't really have the quality of life that I wanted to have or wasn't providing the quality of life that I wanted to pro provide for my family because I was doing what I thought I you know, was passionate about. Um, but it was having impacts on other parts parts of my life. And and at that point, my mom um, uh, asked me if I wanted to get back into real estate. And literally the same night talking to my wife, she she had asked me, you know, if, if I if I ever thought about going back into real estate. And I was like, man, if these are like the two smartest ladies and you know that I respect more <laughs> than anything in the world. If they're both having that, like stuff doesn't doesn't happen for a re you know, it doesn't happen by coincidence. Like there was a reason behind that. Cause they hadn't talked about it. This is like two separate, you know, ideas that they had. And so I said, you know what? not really doing anything right now. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll just reactivate my license and see what happens. And, and that's kind of basically what happened was I reactivated my license and I started going to work. Um, you know, people ask about what's the secret to like success in real estate. And for me in the beginning, it was just showing up. Like I had nothing yeah. going on. I had no business. I went, you know, my mom and my stepdad, um, they had a book of business. So I got into kind of helping them and stuff, but I just showed up every day. I went to the office every day. I learned, I studied, I figured stuff out. I built systems, which is something that we're going to talk about today. Um, but you know, there wasn't a real intentional plan about what to do, um, at that point. And then, you know, we'll kind of talk about other stuff as, as yeah. business has progressed since then. And I wish I had a better, you know, uh, roadmap that I could give somebody because people ask, well, how, how, how have you done what you've done? And, you know, tell me how to do it. And it's like, some of it I've ripped off and duplicated from other people, but there was, you know, it's always like, just figure out the next thing. What do I got to do next? Yeah. You know, the next system that we got to have, what is the next process we got to have in place? And so, yeah. And then. Three years ago, over a little over three and a half years ago, I, I found my way to DXP, which is where we met, and it was yeah. love at first sight at that point. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, the business has just exponentially grown since then, bigger than I could have ever imagined. So I love, it. I love it, dude. What a great story, though. I mean, and uh, you know, people out there that are listening to this podcast may or may not be very heavily involved with real estate, or like you, kind of like your parents, right? Your mom, uh, probably a huge influence you in real estate as well. So it might've been an upper hand, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, but the reality is it doesn't matter where you're at. Um, but the reality is what we're talking about today, just to kind of throw this out there, we, our title for today actually is best practices to become a master of your schedule and time. And I think that's very important as you can probably attest to as we move forward in this conversation, how important it is for us to become a master of pretty much everything in business, but to become a master of something, there are time is everything, right? Because it's funny, even today, so just FYI, Dylan is actually the same conference I'm at here today in Dallas. And we actually had a speaker on stage that was talking about that, right? We all can find um, things to do in our life if we just schedule our time better. There's time for everything. We just got to figure out how to master that. So that's our topic for today. And I want to go back real quick and touch a little bit if we can. Um, do you think, what was the most heaviest part of the influence of this? Because again, why I mentioned you, you are a master of a lot of things, Dylan. And I love that. You're like a system for a system. You're a guy that has systems for systems. You're, you're systemed out. Um, in fact, even when you shared with us a few weeks back about a way to time management yourself, you had a whole like pie chart of all these things broken down of all your daily activities. I'm like, holy crap, this guy like tracks everything. And as much as we can kind of talk bad about that, right? And the reality is most of us do because we're just not doing it the right way. But you're doing this and you're very efficient. So let's go back. Military, your background um, and some of the things your mom, I mean, do you think that was a product of your environment growing up? that kind of got you started? Like, how did you start doing this whole time management, being very disciplined in your management of your time throughout the day and, and going as far as you can um, with all these charts and stuff like that? Kind of touch on that. 
So, so I think honestly, it's really born out of laziness, right? So, <laughs> okay. so it, it seems it seems super dis, you know, it seems super disciplined and super regimented. But you know, one of my favorite sayings is "discipline equals freedom," right? I got that from Jocko Willick, where the more disciplined you are, really, the more freedom you have, and and time is such an important thing. And most of the things that I do, it's it's really based out of the desire to do the maximum amount with the least amount of input in time right and i've always been that way even in school like i really got i got really good grades at school not because i was like super smart or a great student but i i invested in the things that having a good relationship with my teacher sitting in the front row participating in class like the intangible stuff where if they have a you know if they got to decide whether to give you a b plus or a minus and it's kind of a gray area they're going to give you the a minus because they're going to they're going to err on the side of i like this kid right and so a lot of the things that I do it in life are designed. So if I can do something once and never have to do it again because I built a system for it, makes total sense to me, right? And 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 like one of the speakers today we, that we were listening to, being busy doesn't mean you're productive, right? Lots mm -hmm. of people in, in, in life are like busy. Like people always ask me like, I have a rule on my team, right? You don't ever call me and then ask me if I'm busy because if I answered the phone, I'm not, you are my priority at that point, right? I answered the phone. Right. You don't have to ask me if I'm busy because if I was, I wouldn't answer the phone. I would finish what I'm doing and then I would call you back, right? So it's a mindset thing, right? It's like, I'm never too busy for what needs to happen at that moment in time because I have systems in place that will take care of things. And a system is answering your phone sometimes, right? If agents need me to ask a question or to solve, help them solve a problem or get a contract reviewed or something, that's gotta be a priority at that single moment. It doesn't really matter what else is going on. And so that's a system, right? I mean, having being able to prioritize your time and your effort. So, yeah, and then, you know, back to that whole, like the pie chart you were talking about, that is an intentional exercise to evaluate your priorities, right? Like we don't, a lot of times people like have a schedule and they have a plan, but they don't start with what are your priorities. And, and that's, I, I got that from figuring out okay, in an ideal month, there's 720 hours, right? How many hours of that do I want to spend sleeping and be intentional about yeah. it? Put that into my put that into my time budget, right? How many hours of that do I want to spend cooking? How many hours of that do I want to spend with my wife quality time? And, and, and if you budget all that stuff out and prioritize it, and you can see at some point, you don't have any time to do stuff that doesn't matter, right? Like, like there is no, there is no TV watching. There is no video game playing. There's definitely from month to month, there's, you know, between like 15 and 20 hours of time that's not accounted for. And that's where you can kind of do silly stuff, waste your time, you know, whatever. But if you're intentional about what your, where your time is being spent, then you use that budget to then build out your calendar and you can put stuff into your calendar based on your priorities. And um, so it's a really good exercise to go through. Because I think we, a lot of people don't start with that. They don't start with what are your priorities, what are your intentional priorities, then put that stuff into your calendar. You start with your calendar, but it may not be the best use of your time, right? I mean, there may not be, there may be things in there that you could be doing better or you're not putting in the important things like spending time with your family or personal development or, you know, the stuff that you really got to focus on. There's, 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 sacred time in my calendar that's my time right that is personal time that nobody can touch and that's because that's a priority for me and i start with that first and if that means i gotta start at five o'clock in the morning which i do that's what mm -hmm. i do right it's like like five to seven in the morning is with a kind of like my time people don't bother me nobody's calling me yet i don't have to work i can do i can exercise i can i can do gratitudes i can meditate you know all the stuff that i want to do in the beginning of the day can be done because it's put in a in a time block that that is sacred and nobody can nobody can mess with right so yeah that's awesome. So here's the funny point for those that are listening on this, this podcast. I'm going to go back to what you said. It started purely out of 
laziness. <laughs> like it's almost a human trait that like 99.9% .9 of the humans in this world have, right? We all want to find the path of least resistance in every area of our life. So I will define that as kind of laziness because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'll raise my hand to that too, right? I want to find, and, and so you segue into that from the laziness part to, I don't want to have to do it twice. And, but again, you're like, I'm kind of lazy. I don't want to do it twice. So it wasn't like, oh my God, I want to rise to the top and be like the superhuman disciplined person. I just, I'm lazy and I don't want to do it twice. Okay, black and white people. So for yep. those that are listening, have hope out there. If you're <laughs> thinking that you have to be some crazy unorthodox, like, like crazy person, right? Mm -hmm. That neurotic to think that you have to be a time management guru in your life. You did it purely off of the, the nurture nature thing, right? You're, that's who you are you're, by nature. You're, you're a lazy person. And I always say it because I'm a lazy person, but, but then you go into this and then you create all these systems, but then you kind of organically develop these things, right? The, um, I love how you say you're intentional because that is the key to the, you this whole entire thing is the time management and intentional are synonymous, right? Without being intentional, your time management and managing your time, time blocking, whatever you want to call it, doesn't exist. It's like the you know work-life balancing doesn't really exist. You just have to find out. The other piece, sacrifice. What are some of the sacrifices? Because I know, right? When you have to give something or do something here, you always have to take away something there. You mentioned a couple of things. Oh, watching TV and things. But some people don't even care about TV, right? Let's be honest. Some people do, some people don't. For you, what were some of the sacrifices that you had to make in order to take? Like you took and gave. You had to find. What is some of the sacrifices you made in your life? to make some of this happen? I think the easiest way that I wrap my brain around that is I think about delayed gratification, right? And I wrote in my notebook today off of one of the speakers that I want to accomplish in business in five years, it'll take my peers 20 years to accomplish, right? Mm -hmm. So to me, I don't really, I don't look at it as sacrifice today. I look at it as, as the benefit in the future. So if I can, if I can go hard for five years and build an enormous business and, and a, a level of wealth that, will allow me to live the, the next 30 years of my life free, then it's totally worth it, right? I didn't give anything up because I really gained, you know, if I give up five years of maybe some creature comforts and some pleasures and some time relaxing, relaxing and things like that, but I, but I can get, I can five, six, seven, 10 exit on the back end. That makes total sense to me. And that's maybe one of my greatest superpowers is like, I totally am okay with that. I think a lot of humans have a hard time with delayed gratification, right? They want like the immediate result. They want the immediate, pleasure you know they want the immediate feedback and and i'm totally okay with with you know looking five years down the road being retired when i'm you know 45 years old or whatever and then spending the next 40 years of my life doing whatever the hell i want to do i mean i don't think i'm ever going to stop working necessarily but i can put my time and, and energy into other things other than real estate or you know maybe shift that into just developing realtors and helping coach them or whatever i don't know what that is going to look like but it'll definitely be more of what I personally want to do than, you know, what has to happen in order to get there. So I think that's, that's just the way I look at it and the way I view it, you know, in the big picture is delayed gratification. You don't, you're not I, giving anything up if, if, if you, if there's such a big prize down the road, right? I love it. So again, they'll add on to that with intentional mindset, mindset. And we actually, in that conversation with the guy on the stage yesterday about transformation, right? Transforming our mind to think differently than we did before. So yeah, the most important piece to this is that you transform your mind to think differently. Your mindset is in a different place. Your priorities are in a different place and you're set in a place in which, yeah, the delayed gratification is okay with you. Whereas the rest of us, I'd say the average or the average of the people, we do want it. 
right now, mm -hmm. right? They call it the microwavable disease. I want it done and warmed up in a minute versus putting it in the oven and letting it warm up for an hour, right? It's the microwavable disease. And, and the reality is there's some pieces of that that are great, but in this process of building our life, our journey, our empire, whatever it is you all try to listen to this and want to do, it takes time. And delayed gratification is an important piece because intentional mindset and delayed gratification is all very synonymous to make yourself be successful. Awesome. I love it. So let's talk about then what are some of the things you are using? Because I know, again, you're a system guy. We could probably talk an hour on systems and things. What are some of the tools you're doing? What are the things you're doing on a daily level, a weekly level, a monthly level, a yearly level kind of thing, right? If you can kind of put that into a cliff note version of some, we'll dabble a little bit. And then we can put more stuff. If you have detailed things, we'll throw it into the podcast. We'll, I mean, we'll throw it into some docs and some drives and we'll have it accessible to everybody that wants to have access to joins the podcast. So but if you can touch on that a little bit, what are some things you're doing on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly um, that dial yourself in to keep yourself accountable to this time management? The, the first thing is I try and always be conscious of what I'm doing and then see if there's a system that can be implemented in that thing that I do. So that's like everything I do in life. I mean, even on a personal level and on a, and a business level, like this is, you know, a, a talk I gave recently at an event, is, you know, it's turned into like kind of a, a running joke amongst my, my, my community and my team. But like, I do a lot of personal, like what, what everything we do is a system, right? So, so like on a personal level, I do simple things that try and make my life simpler and more efficient, right? Like I wear the same clothes every day. Like I only have like five EXP shirts like this and I just rotate them every day. I don't ever think about what I got to wear, right? I shave my head because I don't have to worry about going to the barber or, or, um, get, you know, getting my hair nice in the morning or whatever. Um, I, I try and look at life and I say, okay, so what can I do here to make this as, as efficient as possible? And then I, and then I apply that to business also. So in the beginning, it started very simply with like checklists, right? Like if I, if, if there's a process that had to happen, I have a really bad memory and that's maybe one of my superpowers too, is I don't dwell on stuff. I can easily forget things or I, you know, like, like really crazy. My wife gives me crap all the time. Cause like I'll do something yesterday and like completely forget about it the next day because it just doesn't matter anymore. Right. Yeah. Like, in order for to, to like live and have a business process, you have to have systems in place to remind you of things or to remind you of what you've already done. So you know what the next step is. So, so I love check. I love checklists and I love things like tracking systems. Right. So, mm -hmm. so there, there's like that part of the business where you have things like sky slope, which helps, helps you track a, track a transaction. You have things like Sisu, which you can track all kinds of different processes. It's kind of like a, it's, kind of like a process management software where you can track, you know, bringing a client from listing appointment to getting the listing on the market to bringing it to close. Same thing with an agent, right? From first contact with an agent to talking them through the process of joining them. When they join, then onboarding them, you can build all of these processes out step by step by step. So now when you have multiple people working on that process, everybody's on the same page. They know what I did. I know what you did. I know when it got done. I know when it's going to get done. And that's about scalability because you cannot scale an operation. A lot of realtors, definitely a lot of business people, what holds them back from really expanding their businesses. They want to do everything themselves. They don't believe anybody else can do it as good as them. Um, they don't trust people to do really simple tasks that they think they can only do well. So it's a mindset thing, right? It's a mindset shift where when you, when, when you have that mindset, you, you're only a, a able to do what you personally have time to do and you are going to be capped out right there's just that's a law of nature there's there's time there's 24 hours in a day there's no way you can do more than what you have time to do and so that, that's kind of how i look at stuff is is what can i do to create a repeatable process that has that has predictable outcomes and um that's what we've seen you know in and it, again it wasn't super intentional it was more it started for myself like one of the first systems i, I built 
was a contract writing system. So when I first got started back in real estate full time, I went back and I looked at the last 10 contracts my mom and my dad had closed. And because you got to know the contract, right? To write a contract, you got to kind of know what you're doing. And really, I haven't really figured out a good way to like train somebody other than just going through the process, right? And 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 writing and writing multiple contracts. But one of the resources I built for myself, which we still to use this use to this day, and we update constantly, is I have a Google document that goes through every single paragraph in the contract and tells you what goes in that paragraph. Because what I noticed when I looked at you know 10 contracts, in certain paragraphs, the same thing goes in every time, right? The number mm-hmm. of days for the seller's disclosure goes in the same, it's the same every single time. So if I know right. that, all right. I can just put that in and that's going to be the same every time. If there were variables, I would cut and paste the variables with the legal description. There's a li- different legal description for condos versus fee simple land versus vacant land and all this kind of stuff. And so I'll just cut and paste examples. So all I got to do is change out the bedrooms, bathrooms, and square footage. And then I have a cut and paste legal description that I can put into a contract. And so those kinds of things made it really efficient and easy for me as a new agent with very little experience to write a contract pretty quick because I had this resource document that I could go to. I didn't have to ask anybody. I had institutional knowledge from from past transactions that my mom and my dad had done and then only the real complicated stuff is what i had to work on right and same thing like special terms when you have all of these special terms you can put in a cut and paste language for an escalation clause or a um appraisal waiver clause or whatever it is you know wave in this and wave in that you can put all of those cut and paste languages and i love i love to cut and paste right i love i hate to write something twice same thing with like an email when you open escrow i have a document that just has emails pre-written yeah. and I just cut and paste that into the into the email. I changed the name of the client and you know to the correct escrow agent to the correct lender and hit send. I don't type those instructions out to the you know to the lender and to the escrow agent and to the client over and over and over again because it's the same, right? It's the same every yeah. single time. And, and and that compounds over time, right? If you can save three to five minutes every single time you do that over the course of the year it becomes hours and you can reinvest those hours doing something to grow your business so just i mean you know you, you know i could go through this stuff all yeah. day long but those are just some examples of it's not comp- i think people think about systems like oh i gotta build like software and it's like super complicated and stuff and it can be as simple as a checklist right like yeah. i have a checklist that i can give a brand new agent and say when you get a listing here's your checklist links to all the sites that they got to go to and they can just follow it step by step and get a bring a new listing to market very easy and it and it makes my time more efficient because now i'm not spending one-on-one time training the agent i just got to answer the hard questions or the things that they have trouble with very basic stuff can turn into now i can have 10 agents doing listings and i don't ever have to talk to them because they have a system in place as simple as a checklist right it doesn't have to be super complicated i love it i love it and everything that you mentioned right now at this point with finding ways to be more efficient quick um like right the white waste more time doing all these emails copy and paste stuff it saves time which ultimately again this whole conversation is about time management and how important it is for you to manage your time and instead of loosely kind of traveling around doing all these different things that honestly you spin in circles and chase your tail right and then it's like god the day's gone by four hours have gone by and all of a sudden you didn't maybe get your lead generation in because you waste all your time doing this so all these things you're showing us are amazing because these are ways and abilities for us to shrink our time, to be more effective with our time, to be more fluid with our time so that we can be focusing more on other things. One of the things I might want to ask you is, is obviously all the things you're doing here about your, your day-to-day activities and your time management with your business. Uh, for those that are listening, you're a very successful team. Like your personal team right now in Hawaii is roughly how many agents now? Like 63. And we're, and we're the number one team in the state <laughs> you know, in, in three years. In three years. We started three years ago. 
So, that's right. So just to give everybody a perspective that's listening to this on the podcast, wherever you're at, Dylan Anaka has a team of 63 agents on his business in his real estate team. And do you think that's important for him to understand understand time management, right? And you're super successful production wise, kind of throw it out maybe an idea out there. What are you doing this year or what you've done the last year or two years in production? You as a team as a whole kind of thing too. Yeah, so I, I was just looking at this. So I looked at in, in 2019, our first full year, we had we had eight agents at the end of 2019 and we did like 40 million in production. At the end of 2020, we had 20 agents and we had done like 60 million in production. At the end of 21, we had just under 50 agents and we did 135 million in production. This year, we're on track. Just up until June, we had closed uh, 253 transactions for um, about 100 million. So we're you know on track to do 200 million and like 500 transactions if the market kind of stays the way it is. But I definitely you know I think with what with what we're doing, we're definitely going to stay on track to do that. But yeah, I mean it's it's crazy the scalability, right? Like and and the systems weren't all in place when we started. The systems had to change, right? When there was right. nine agents, it was different than when there was 20. And then and then really in the last 12 months, you know, in, in 2021, I was like, man, I really got to start thinking about what happens when there's 200 agents, right? And that was, that's that's a mindset too, um, that I definitely always try and, you know, put out there to people is you gotta build for where you're going, not where you're at, right? And too yes. often we're working, we're working where, we're working on our business where we're at and not where we wanna go. And it's one of those fields of dreams things. If you build it, they will come, right? Like, so, so, so now I'm hyper-focused on, okay, this works for, you know, 60 agents, but is it gonna work for a hundred? Will it work for 200? Because I gotta believe that that's where we're going, right? I mean, yeah. So yeah. based on the last couple of years in the first couple of years, I didn't really think it, was, it would it, it would turn into this. But now I'm like, oh, man, like this is going to become a monster if I'm not prepared for it. So I got to be looking at same thing with hiring. Right. You got to hire to where you're going, not where you're at. And that's the one fall, uh, downfall of a lot of agencies. Like they don't want to hire that assistant or that transaction coordinator, that first, um, you know, operations director or whatever it is, because they think I can't afford it yet. Or I'm not ready for it yet, but you'll never be ready for it if you don't do it and have the capacity to expand. So you got to be looking at the future and being prepared, preparing for the future, not where you're at. I love that. And the reality is most of us do not. We're working right where we're at, right? It's like working in your business or on your business. Most of us are doing that. And you're obviously like, say, Wayne Gretzky, the greatest hockey player in the world, right? His key to success was that he was always where the puck was going, not where it was at. So we should be thinking forward thinkers. That's number one, right? Forward thinkers. That's intentional. I love all these words. Intentional, uh, transforming your mindset, uh, intentional thought process, being where something's at for where you're at. Um, as far as balance, then let's talk about this time management. You kind of very quickly talked about your little circle thing, that little, um, uh, chart, pie right. chart, right? Yep. And, and, and and people are thinking, my God, you're going to do $200 million or, or two, you know, you guys know 253 transactions. That's a lot. That's a lot. And, you know, managing 60 people on a team is a lot. And when you're going to be a hundred, that's a lot. Right. And most people want to gas and probably choke themselves thinking about, oh my God. So even more so at this point in your life, time management and balancing your time and figuring out how to make things more fluid and efficient is even more important than anything else. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you got to figure out how do you manage the personal life with the business? How do you manage that? You actually get to have time to spend with your wife and your two boys who are amazing, by the way, as an amazing family, a wife and two amazing, beautiful sons. And, and, you know, how do you do that? And so, you know, can you touch briefly on that? Like, what's that look like? What's that picture like where you're finding that sweet spot to be able to manage this with your time and business and all this stuff? What does that look like? Can you hear that? A, a, a big component of it is, 
you know, the, the number one responsibility of a leader is to make new leaders, right? And and I learned I learned that in in the Marine Corps. That's one of my big things that I took away from that is is no operation can rely on one person, right? If there's a single point of failure, it's not a successful operation. And so that's something I've been intentional about in in the recent past has been raising up people who can help fill my roles when I'm not around there. So I don't have to be there all the time. Right. So I, I'm, I'm blessed that I, my, my brother has been my, my partner from the very beginning and he is as talented and as smart as I am. He's just not the kind of person to go out there and do video and, you know, be out marketing yeah. and stuff like that. We just have different personalities, but he is as critical and as of a support system to our agents as I am. And so I have that kind of that, that twin, right. That can go out there and, and fill my, fill my role when I, when I'm not around. Um, I've, you know, developed a transaction management coordination team that not only helps transaction coordinate, but they're also advisors. They're all, they're all licensed agents. They're all knowledgeable agents. You know, they can be your first point of contact. If you're a new agent, you're not sure how to write up an amendment or you're not sure how to do this thing, extend closing or whatever. I don't have to be the person they come to because they have somebody like a first line of information on the simple stuff that anybody can advise them on. Um, you know, I have other, other people in the support system that help people with their database and lead generation. Um, we recently brought on a, another broker from another company who has joined EXP. So, so I'm always looking at that's another priority is how do I, how do I start to scale the things that I do? Because again, I've accepted that I'm not the best at doing anything. Like I am not critical, right? You have to give up the ego and be. People love to be critical to their operation, which means that your operation can't operate without you, and that's a bad thing. And so that has helped, you know, because because I don't, you know, with all the stuff that's going on. I literally leave the office like no later than three o'clock every day. I spend every afternoon with my kids, whether it's doing jujitsu or, you know, yard work or yeah, just awesome. hanging out with them or whatever. Um, you know, I might go back on the computer at, at eight or nine at night after after dinner and stuff and, and, and clean up some few emails, review some contracts or whatever. But the, the the workflow is like I don't work 80 hours a week, but I barely probably work 40 hours a week. Right. I mean, I don't hardly ever do anything on the weekends unless it's something critical or, you know, um, that really needs to get done. So. That's just another intentional process, right? Is is coming up with with support systems that um, make you less and less and less. I mean, that's the idea, right? Is I want to eventually work myself out of the business where I'm not critical anymore, and I can just be a coach, mentor, a support system. You know, not have to be the one actually doing the work. That's got to be the goal, right? I mean, to, yeah. to me. So that's yeah, that's the way. It's just is just trying to duplicate yourself because there's a lot of there's a lot of talented people. The thing I've learned the most in the last three years is don't ever assume what someone is capable of, right? I have people that are absolutely critical members of my leadership team that if I, that, that I looked at them and I could have easily said, you're totally unqualified and not cut out to do this. But because I gave them a chance, because they showed initiative, because we just empowered them with responsibility and now are shining rock stars that are critical to the operation. But if I had that mindset, like you don't fit the bill because you're not X, Y, or Z in my mindset, that then I would have never given them a chance and I would not have that asset on the team today, which um, is huge. So I think that's one yeah. big mindset thing too is, 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 and I learned this in the, in the Marine Corps too, is, is potential is way more important than, than experience, right? Especially yeah. in the real estate business, we see all the time that you have, you have realtors that are very experienced, have been around for 20 years, but they suck, right? Yeah. So, so it, I, I don't put any, I put very little weight in experience. I put way more weight in your potential. And, and that's, gotcha. that's one of the ways that we've leveraged and, and kind of grown is that there's plenty of this. There's, there's no, there's nobody on my leadership team that has more than five years of experience in real estate. You know? Gotcha. Yeah. No, I hear you. So what's one thing then if um, I always like to do a call to action, that's kind of my thing, right? Is on this uh, podcast, I want to make sure everybody kind of 
gets the nuggets and mm -hmm. all this information detail what is one thing that we can say that somebody could maybe something small that they can do uh, tomorrow implement in their business tomorrow and it's digestible uh, right not over the top that that you can say maybe that they could do like this what's one thing you think we can walk away as a call to action for somebody to start tomorrow and it could help maybe start to consistently grow for them to help towards their time management and build their business easy once a month write it down so if you do something right if you do something whatever it is what how you lead generate how you do a listing appointment how you take your buyer on your first on, on the first ride in the car to go see property write down the process like go through your brain and say what is the first thing i do i log into the mls what is the second thing i do i do the property search what is the third thing i do i print out you know you can you can do this we all do this we all have the system in our head but if you write it all down now you can duplicate it and somebody else can do it for you right or, or mm -hmm. an assistant can take that role on or whatever it is and some of this seems overwhelming like how do i build all these systems to support 50 60 70 100 people it all starts small it all starts with yeah. a simple checklist it all starts with a simple document whatever it is so don't be overwhelmed by it and don't let again don't let the end goal keep you from starting because it seems too big because all of this started one little thing at a time and then never be afraid to scrap everything that you've done and start over because now it doesn't work for where you're at right, right? don't hold on to um jay shetty at uh, this is this is a really great quote that that um i've had a couple of agents you know repeat after i after i shared it with them but jay shetty at the shareholder summit um shared this story about the bamboo raft story is what he called it and like so there's this there's this guy and he's on this treacherous journey and he gets to a river and the river is raging so he can't cross it so he he chops down some some bamboo and he makes a raft out of it and then he gets on the raft and the, and the raft floats him across the river and he gets it to the other side and so now he has this admiration for this raft right like because this raft has saved his life and got him across a really treacherous part of his journey so he puts the raft on his back and he continues on in his journey with the raft and then now he gets to a really thick forest. The forest is, you know, trees are really close together and he's trying to get through the forest and the raft keeps getting caught in the trees and it's really slowing him down. And so he has to make a decision, right? Do I take the raft off and continue on efficiently through my journey or do I try and struggle through these trees because I have this admiration for this raft? And the moral of the story is what got you to where you're at probably isn't going to get to get you to where you're going. So you gotta, yes. you gotta be able to let go of your bamboo raft. Right. And sometimes we've reached a certain level of success and we're going to, we're going to stick with whatever we've done to get that to that level of success, but it could be holding you back from the next level. Right. So always be willing to change, always be willing. And sometimes the first change is just starting to build processes. Right. Yep. And then coming up with systems and coming up with your procedures on how you do things. Cause if you want to create a duplicatable process, you got to have it written down. If it matters, write it down and yeah that's the first thing is and, and just be intentional take one hour a month and pick a process in your business and write out the steps that you take in order to accomplish that and then now you, you're, you're going to be ready when it's time to hire a va or hire a transaction coordinator or hire your, your buyer's agent or hire a listing coordinator whatever it is you have you have everything in place to to, to say hey because that's it that's why a reason people don't expand is they're like oh, i don't want to train new people i don't want to have to explain how to do this to, to another person and that's fine if that's your mindset, but you're never going to be able to grow beyond where you're at. If that's the case, yeah. right? Yeah, I love it, dude. What a great story! I love that. I just literally my head was thinking about some guy carrying a bamboo raft, and all of a sudden, right? That's what a great story that was, and it's so true. What a great analogy. Um, awesome. All right, well, we'll wrap this kind of up real quick here. But um, one of the things I also like to do too, obviously, speaking a little bit more about Team Freedom and where we're at with EXP. Um, this is our amazing group. Dylan is a part of our amazing group here at EXP, and obviously, you can see the amazing talent this individual has here and a wealth of knowledge in his systems and his ability to be successful. That's proven. Um, I wanna to touch briefly uh, on this, Dylan, if you're able to, 
you obviously have now been at EXP, now going on almost four years, four, I think four years, right? Um, I also want to touch on that a little bit. Like, where have you seen the difference in your ability with your business that you were, obviously you're with your mom who was, had their own brokerage, right? So it's kind of like you were built in, you were dialed. Like most people think that's pretty much it. Like I'm dialed, my mom's got a brokerage, that's uh, my mom, we're good. And you made this leap into EXP four years ago. Can you touch briefly on that? Like, what does this look like? And what has these be done for you as a whole to your business, to your personal life? Can you threshold a little bit on that for us? Yeah, I'll, I'll use a great analogy I heard recently is no matter how good of a race car driver you are, if you're driving a jalopy, you're never going to win the race, right? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so the way I kind of, the easiest way to wrap your head around EXP to me is there's lots of talented realtors out there that are doing exactly what I'm doing on a way bigger scale, right? But the the vehicle they're in is not going to help them win the race. And to me, that's how you have to view EXP is, is yes, we have a bunch of great, you know, systems and processes and culture within our team, but I am, I, I am very aware that I'm, I cannot take full credit for that. Right. I mean, we are in a system that provides the maximum benefit and um, just an amazing opportunity for agents, no matter how good your like your operational system is for sales, you're going to lose agents. They're not going to stick around if they're not getting the maximum amount of financial benefit. They're not getting stock. They're not having the ability to build their own business to revenue share. You know, all of those things. That's what I love about EXP is it's not about me, right? And me building my business and me being the only person that can benefit. Everybody has the opportunity to duplicate what I've done and benefit on, on a high level. They don't have to be a broker. They don't have to have a ton of experience. I mean, they all they have to do is have the work ethic and, and, and the drive to want to achieve. And that's what's so cool about it is you know, we wouldn't be here. I'm very sure I couldn't have built this at Coldwell Banker or Century 21 or anything like that because it's there's a lot of barriers to scale in those in those old business models. And that's a thing that I think a lot of people don't dig enough deeper. And, you know, that's why they need to talk to us. Like there's the details behind, you know, what we do and the vehicle that we're in that allow us to scale and allow me to not spend time, right? Time efficiency. I don't do accounting. I don't do payment processing. I don't do HR. I don't do any administrative stuff. I don't worry about paying taxes for the company or any, the company does all of that stuff. And I can just focus on developing agents, recruiting agents, scaling our business, generating leads, the stuff that is going to actually benefit the agents to scale the business. And that's, what's huge about it. And what's huge about being at EXP. And then you have just this enormous, like being at these conferences and spending time with, you know, the people we've been spending time with, you have these people that will pour into you and tell you how they've done things way better and bigger than you could ever have done them. And having access to that is just invaluable. I mean, I cannot, I mean, all of this stuff, right? I mean, I don't think there's, I have very few original thoughts. And, and I always tell this story, this, this conference that we're at today um, is called build now, but it wasn't called build a few years ago, right? It's, it's, it's developed in a build after, after last year. But I remember going to the, the 2019 event in Red Rock. You invited me to this. You got to come to this. It's right after I joined EXP. And I mean, I literally sat there for three days and heard people talk about the things that I do now. And I said, you know what, if they can do it, I can do it. I'm just going to rip off and duplicate, figure out how it will work for my community and my, and my, you know, my team. And um, so that's how, that's how we got it. I mean, that's the secret sauce is I just came here, saw what other people were doing and said, I can do that too. And then just ripped it off and duplicated it. Right. So that's the power mm -hmm. of VXP is the platform is powerful. And then the collaboration is just ridiculous. And the access to information is off the chart. I love it. I love it. Yes. The, the saying say proximity is power and who you share that with is ultimately going to be your demise, good or bad of your end game. Um, and you're right. If you're going to hang out with billionaires and millionaires and successful entrepreneurial people who think big, 
and think outside the box, stay uncomfortable, shift their mindset, are very super intentional, and are willing to be open-minded and coachable, dude, you get the winning game recipe right there for us to be get whatever we want in life. And, and anybody listening listen to this podcast, we're not even saying like success is what you want it to be, right? Dylan's success on here and my success and anybody listening, their version of success is completely different. So you need to figure out what that is, right? And we hope that today's episode was insightful and valuable to you guys out there um, in the podcast world. We're excited to have Dylan. Thank you so much. I mean, I'm beyond humble and blessed to be part of your group. I'm beyond humble and blessed to have met you personally, because for those who don't know, Dylan is with me in this organization at EXP. And this is what it's like to have to uh, an ability to be, I always say this, this is what it's like to play on the Chicago Bulls team in the early 20, you know, 2019 era, the 1990 era, when, when they were like a 10 time winning streak, right? NBA finals players, when you had Michael Jordan, all like, this is what it's like to be on the Bulls in that kind of streak playing next to people that are talented, extremely talented. People take that for granted, man. If you're in the business, here's, here's, here, here's, a, here's an analogy for that, right? Is, is I feel like I'm still a little tech startup, right? But I have the ability to call Bill Gates, Elon Musk, Steve Jobs any day because those, those people will answer my calls. In our company, there's people that are doing this, you know, at 10, 100 times bigger than I'm doing it. And at any given time, I can message them, I can call them, I can text them, and they will take my call and say, hey, this is what I did. This is what you should avoid. That is ridiculous. I mean, that the, the, that power is, again, 10x is the speed of the, your ability to succeed, right? Because you don't have to stumble through stuff and figure it out on your own and then fail and then try again. Like you have everybody's roadmap to follow and pick and choose which one works for you, what what bumps to avoid. And it's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, so blessed to be a part of this. Awesome. Thank you again. Well, we're going to wrap this up again, Dylan. Thank you for taking your time. I appreciate it. I know we're both at this conference. Just FYI, I'm kind of in a hotel room. So is Dylan and we're shooting this podcast. So we're totally impromptu, man. We're on hip and we're raw and uncut, but uh, we're excited. I hope we bring some value to you guys. And again, this was designed team freedom. Uh, the Chris and Josh show podcast weekly. We will see you on episode number three next Wednesday as well. Um, thank you again, Dylan. And I look forward to being in the trench with you, man, as we continue on this journey together, my friend. Sign Absolutely. off and love you so much, and thanks a lot, brother. Have a great day.